0: What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Monkey Finance Show podcast. And in today's episode, we're going to be talking about um, happiness and why maybe some people might have the wrong notion that money is going to bring them a lot of happiness. Uh, Now, I know what you're thinking, you know, um, I'm a personal finance podcast, Um, I probably shouldn't be talking about happiness, I should be talking about how to get you guys more money. Uh, but I do want to share this. Uh, this was a conversation I was having with a friend about a week ago and kind of want to share sort of my thoughts on uh, why I think searching for happiness um, through money, meaning that, you know, you think that the more money you have, the happier you're going to be or the more stuff that your money buys you, the happier you're going to be, why that's a sort of a bad way to go about life. Now, here I am someone who um, has had a up and down journey with money. Uh, Many periods of time in my life, I didn't have money. And uh, there's hopefully many more periods coming up where I will have lots of money. But either way, it didn't really limit my happiness. Um, I know some of the happier times I've had in life were probably when I didn't have any money, just thinking back to when I was a teenager. Um, I had very little money, but I did have a part-time job and I worked and yeah, you know, I didn't have really any responsibilities outside of making my uh, making my car payment and my insurance payment and um, filling up gas in my car, but that was really the only responsibility I had. But it was a simpler time and a happier time for me, and I'm sure for most of you it was as well. Then I think to early adulthood, um, sort of when I moved out on my own and I, I left the nest, if you will, and I didn't really have that much uh, pressure or that many bills uh, because, you know, I just started this idea of being an adult. I just uh, I was living on my own for the first time at 22, uh, which I know might be late for some people. But I stayed uh, in state in college and I didn't uh, I, I commuted to college because I had a job. So I didn't stay um, um, on campus. But, you know, after college, for the first time in my life, I move out on my own. And uh, there's a couple of things that I realized. One was, well, um, now life is getting more serious because I have, you know, I have to pay, uh, had a mortgage at that time, I had to pay the mortgage, I had to pay the electric bill, I had to pay a few more things that I didn't have to pay when I was a teenager, uh, but it didn't really diminish my happiness because at the same time, um, I had this freedom of living alone and I didn't really have that much debt that I was being crushed by, so I was still fairly happy and chugging along doing what I wanted to do. But then, you know, once I got married and we me and my wife we combined our incomes and we had a household with that was making over $150,000 a year, uh pretty consistently, all of a sudden um that happiness kind of went away. Um we took on a lot of debt um and you know, it's no secret we uh, share our or I share our debt to repayment journey as and I wear it like a badge of honor uh because it allow me to buy back my happiness as well. But uh, just uh, going back to to the point I was gonna make, we took on a lot of debt and that debt sort of suppressed uh, some happiness and we started searching for happiness in the wrong places. So instead of just being naturally happy like we were uh, in the past, all of a sudden now I had to buy a new car to be happy. I had to buy a motorcycle to be happy had to take extravagant, uh, luxurious vacations to be happy. And then what I realized is whenever I bought those things or, or took those trips, um, it, it didn't really make me happy. I wasn't content. I mean, maybe the act of it was making me uh, feel really good inside and maybe that car or motorcycle made me really happy for a couple of months. But then um, I had to replace it with something else. Otherwise, that happiness would just fade away. So I would have to then get the newest phone, uh, the newest piece of in style clothing, whatever it was, I—it's I, kind of like it was like I was chasing happiness, and the—the the more money I made, the less happier I was, and it really took a life changing event for me to snap out of it. I feel like if I didn't get laid off in 2017, I would still be doing the same stuff I was doing back then today. Uh, but when I got laid off in 2017 and one part of our income dropped by about $150,000, uh, all of a sudden, we <laughs> said, wait a minute, uh, we can't do uh, the things we've been doing just because, you know, we're just going to continue to pile on more debt. And eventually, you know, the um, the debt's going to catch up to us. And quite frankly, it was getting to a rocky stage in our, in our life where we were saying, okay, this debt is stressing us out, and it could potentially start to affect our marriage. So, I took action in two thousand eighteen and paid it off, um, but in that debt payment repayment process i I noticed that the amount of happiness that I would get from paying off the debt was actually greater than the happiness that I got when I was going into debt to buy those things, and a little bit of a light bulb moment happened where I finally was able to detach myself from materialism and from buying the next thing and searching uh, for happiness in the mall or searching for happiness in the car dealership or searching for happiness online on Amazon. All of a sudden, I was kind of able to find happiness everywhere around me. I mean, any simple thing that I did kind of brought me joy and happiness. And the funny part is a lot of the times, especially when we're paying off debt, these things didn't include spending money. I mean, it was it was as simple as me and the wife packing up and going for a walk in the park and maybe uh, having a little picnic basket and throwing our blanket there on the grass and hanging out by a tree in the shade. That brought me happiness. And I was like, hmm, you know, maybe happiness cannot be bought. Uh, maybe, uh, the, you know, buying the next phone, uh, while, yeah, it does feel great to have a new gadget, it gets outdated pretty quick, then you have to buy another one. And you're sort of in this kind of rat race or uh, what's the, how's Dave Ramsey put it? A rat in a wheel (laughs) where you're basically just running around looking to buy more happiness and it doesn't exist there. So fast forward to today. Um here I am uh four not even four years removed from when I got laid off. Um and actually no it is two third july twenty No, I apologize. We just I just had my four year anniversary of being laid off. Um how fast time flies um when you're having fun, right? But here here I am today, sort of with a much different mentality. Um I think I'm, I'm the happiest I've ever been in my life. Um, I'm sure my wife can say the same. Our um, relationship has gotten stronger. Uh, we're expecting our first baby boy, um, anxiously awaiting that. And But also, it's the, it's the least amount uh, in, of stuff I've ever had in my life. And it's so crazy to me. It's uh, uh, this uh, attachment to stuff I think a lot of people struggle with. I myself was one of those people, um, but now if you were to come into my home, if you came into my closet, you'd probably see six t-shirts and two or three pairs of shorts, and I, I can basically fit my entire closet in a, uh, in a backpack, and that's all I have as far as clothes. Uh, as far as electronic gadgets go, I don't really have any outside of my phone that I primarily use for business use, um, as far as, you know, creating thumbnails and responding to comments through my, um, through my YouTube app and uh, all that good stuff. But outside of that, I really don't use my phone uh, that much. I don't have any personal social media pages. I know I do have a business one for the Monkey Finance uh, channel. Uh, but as far as personal social media, you can't find me on social media because um, I, I don't exist on social media. I don't live in that space. And then um, as far as um, cars go, I sold off all my cars. I just have one car. don't have the motorcycle anymore. I sold that. And not because it didn't bring me happiness. There was nothing, as far as for me, there was nothing better than jumping on the, on the motorcycle and going for a two-hour ride and really disconnecting from society and escaping. And that felt really good. But then the happier that I became... I realized the less I needed that type of escape because I was escaping on the bike and running away from my life. I was running away from the debt. I was running away from the horrible boss. I was running away because I didn't want to live my life. But now that's not the case. Now I love my life and there's no need for me to run away. So there really was no need for the motorcycle. Now I'm not some kind of hardcore minimalist. Um, at least I try not to be because i uh, got to keep the wife happy. She still likes uh, certain items, uh, certain decors, and um, that's something I don't understand. But, you know, I'm, I'm okay with that. But for the most part, we've been able to basically uh, find happiness not through items or, or through... Um, gadgets or any of that or through social media posts, but we've been able to find happiness through contentment. Uh, we've been able to become happy by the experiences that we have, uh, the freedoms that we have. Uh, I think a lot of people don't talk about the how grueling it could be having to go to work every single day uh, because you have no choice, right? Like you, if you quit your job, uh, you wouldn't be able to support yourself that's that's uh for most people i don't know unless you really like your job and i know the data out there says something like 83% of americans hate their jobs but unless you love your job i'm not talking to you but if you hate your job the just the fact of knowing that you can't quit that job is probably making you unhappy and because a job is at least 8 hours a day if you're a full-time employee you know, you're spending a third of your day, if you add commute and all that in there, uh, maybe more than a third of your day, but you're spending a third of your day doing something that doesn't make you happy. And that's just a terrible, terrible way to live life because what you're going to end up doing then is, you know, you're going to spend that third of the day miserable. Usually your day is going to start off miserable because you don't want to go to the office. And, and I don't know if people go to the office anymore. Hopefully, everybody's working remote, but I know some people still have to go to the to the job site. Um, so if you're, if you're miserable doing that, you're going to wake up grumpy. You're going to be in a bad mood. You're going to go to work. You're going to be in a bad mood. You're going to get off work. You're going to be in a bad mood. You're going to come home, probably throw on the TV, see bad things on TV, and then end your day that way. And it's just a repetitive cycle. Um, and there's no happiness in that. I don't care if your job pays you $10 an hour or $100 an hour. If you don't like doing that, you're not going to be happy. So this is where money comes into play. Um, A lot of people maybe don't understand why I am the way I am. And I'm not saying you guys, I'm just saying friends and family members, because what they might see from the exterior, if you just look at me, if you knew me personally, you might see somebody who's kind of a minimalist, somebody who is pretty frugal. I wouldn't say I'm a... Uh, what to use the phrase penny pincher but I like to get value uh, in exchange for giving you my money so if there's no value if that something doesn't bring me value personally uh, I don't care if the whole world says uh, this thing is valuable if it doesn't bring me value I, I don't spend my money on it and it took me a long time I was not always like this it took me a long time to develop that and I think you know it's uh, everybody can develop that trait to to say hey I'm not going to just throw money away if it doesn't bring me value. But, you know, that's seen as, as being frugal, as being a penny pincher, as being somebody who, who doesn't spend, who's not materialistic, which is fine. You, you know, people label me whatever they want to label me. But at the end of the day, the matter of fact is um, over the past, you know, three and a half years, I've been working my tail off behind the scenes to be able to get to a point where now... Uh, me and the wife, as we're expecting our first baby boy, we can kind of take our ga- uh, foot off the gas and say, "Hey, um, we don't need to go to our jobs if, if we don't want to, right?" I mean, of course, one of us has to work for health insurance purposes. So currently, you know, it's the wife who's doing who's doing that part of the uh, of the equation. Probably in a couple of years, I'll go back and and do it and give her a break. But we have that uh, ability to do that because we set ourselves up financially and i think people don't see that um i had a plan three years ago uh to start paying off debt and to start uh becoming more uh financially educated becoming financially uh, literate and, and to really have a better control of my money because i didn't want to spend the rest of my life uh basically doing what i've been doing up to that point and for those of you that are listening, if you're kind of if you find yourself in the same boat, uh, let this be the voice of reason for you that there is a light at the end of the tunnel if you just create a plan and you stick with it. You know, a lot of people fail uh, because they don't have the discipline to stick th- through something. So uh, it's kind of like um, uh, me and and diets, right? I've put myself on a thousand diets, but because I don't have the discipline. Uh, I always give up on the diet very early, maybe a week or two weeks in. Uh, I don't see the instant results of it and I give up. No different with money. Um, I didn't pay off all of my debt in two weeks, uh, even though I did it in, in, in a fast amount of time compared to the average person. Um, it took time. Uh, I didn't build up my net worth in, in two weeks. It took a matter of a couple of years and it's going to take even more years to get to where I want to be. But those are the things that uh, that you have to do to sort of get your happiness back. And now I'm at a stage of life where I'm pretty content. Um, I don't have any debt, I'm 100% debt free. I don't have any bills that I can't easily pay. So I can sustain our lifestyle, which isn't a very flashy lifestyle, but I can sustain it very easily. I'm just with one or two incomes out of the, you know, multiple income streams we have coming in. And also it's it's really a, a point in my life where I feel like I have more than enough. I have more than I need uh, to live comfortably. So instead of having to worry about those day-to-day things, I, I don't worry about that. So I, I'm just happy. I go and, and, and schedule my day out as I please and I do whatever I want, however I want. And that's the whole point of this is to have some freedom in your life um, to be able to chase things that make you happy, not the next phone or or, or the next car or the next vacation or the next social media post, ignore all that stuff, but chase the stuff that uh, really inside you makes you happy. And I can't answer what that is. You have to look deep, uh, deep inside you to figure out what that is. But once you figure that out, um, have that be the reason have that be the uh the carrot on a stick that you, that's dangling in front of you that you can't just quite reach but have that be the reason uh, that you're doing all this because at the end of the day even if you had millions and millions of dollars um none of it's going to matter if if you're not happy and if you're not content with who you are, with who your spouse is, with who your friends are, who your family is. If you're not content with the people around you, you're going to still have a miserable life. Whether you have a thousand dollars or you have a million dollars, none of that's going to change. And unfortunately in today's society, we see a lot of uh, resentment. We see a lot of people that uh, attack other people uh, because they're, I think it comes down to it because they're not happy in their own lives um, and nothing can fix that. (laughs) They have to fix that. Nobody else uh, can fix that for them, unfortunately. And what I want to come, the message that I want to come across uh, today is uh, try to search for happiness without uh, uh, attaching a dollar value to it. Uh, So try to find happiness uh, with basically no money spent on it. And what you'll realize is that kind of happiness is way more important than any kind of happiness that money can buy because at the end of the day um, even if you have all this money uh, but you have no friends you have nobody to share it with you have uh, no experiences in, in uh, etched in your memory bank um, what's the point of that what's the point of living with all this money if you don't uh, have a uh, basically have a life that is filled with happiness so that's going to do it for today's podcast. We'll keep it short and simple—20 uh, minutes. If you guys are listening on your way to work or from work, hopefully it's uh, a little bit motivating. But also, if you're just listening and you're kind of uh, been stuck in a rut, or uh, you know, you you don't have full control of your life, just keep on the plan that you set for yourself, and and have that uh, long-term vision that there is a reason that you're doing what you're doing, and uh, in the end. Consistency and discipline, uh, being able to do the same thing over and over again, and being consistent with it—they do pay off. And I'm here to report, while I'm still on my journey, and of course, uh, you know, it will be an ever-going journey. There is so, uh, so much happiness on the other side when you get here. Uh, that. Uh, I think is not talked about enough because everybody uh, talks about how to get here and how to, you know, have some FU money, how to be financially independent, how to, uh, uh basically, uh, buy back your time. But nobody talks about uh, the fact that even when you're on that journey, some of those things are important to figure out like, hey, what, what makes me happy? So that when you get uh, to, to a point where you might have some FU money, like I'm at the point now where I'm not financially independent, but I have enough money that I can say, hey, fu for five years and I'll still be okay. Um, it's important to know if you do that, um, what what is going to keep you motivated? What makes you get out of bed every day? Um, and, and figuring out, you know, what you're passionate about, what you're happy about, and what makes you happy. So that's it for today's episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, as always, guys, if you want to leave a rating and review here on the Apple podcast side, if you're listening on the Apple podcast, I'd really appreciate it. It's the only way that the uh, algorithm knows I'm doing a good job. Also, you can help me out by sharing this podcast with some friends, especially friends that you might think, that you think might benefit from this. I'd appreciate that as well. Uh, until next time, you guys have a great rest of your day. Enjoy your weekend. And remember, move obstacles, keep investing.